1: It's going good. Uh, I actually got a good idea from playing this game. Um, So uh, Sonic Mania, famously made by fans of the game who are like Mm -hmm. ROM hackers and music remixers and pixel artists and stuff like not Sega employees. um, We should just outsource Nostalgia Goggles episodes to the fans and then also do what Sega did, which is find out they're better at it than we are. Yes.
2: But then we still get the money. Sega also got the money. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the key part. Yes. I mean, if you're trying to pitch to me, see if we can get other people to paint, this, whitewash this fence for us, and then uh, and then we we get to go play by the swimming hole or whatever. How? Yeah, I, I however, that went.
1: The, however that went. There was a. and a lot of racism involved. <laughs> yeah yeah let's not do that but uh, But i do want to do the money getting part yes yeah absolutely but what do we play sonic sonic mania plus so i actually i meant to ask you about this but i figured like this is prime podcast content um (laughs) do you happen to know did you play sonic mania plus I don't know. Okay. It's it's subtle on the title screen. When you were selecting game modes, did you have encore mode? No. Okay, so you probably played like the original. Um, because there was okay. Sonic Media and then they released DLC for it. Um but depending on which game store you buy it through, you can't buy the original anymore. You can only buy it with the DLC. So I was like, oh, I kind of wonder what's going to happen. Because on the other side of this, we may have ended up playing two slightly different games. And we did. And here's the the other interesting thing is that
2: when we were like, oh, we should we should play this. And you know, we we generally try to play games that we already own. So uh so you were like, oh, you know, it's like it's it's cheap, it's on the PlayStation, you know, store, like, no worries. I was like, okay, cool. So, fun thing, I had already bought this, like, months ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd forgotten, because I played it for a little while with Teddy, because I was like, oh, I remember that they remade the Sonic game, and I was like, and he could play as Tails, and it's a really great, low-impact way for us to, like, play video games together, you know? So I was like, it was great, and then he didn't quite get as into it as I would have hoped, and I just shelved it, so then when you're like, Sonic Mania, I went to the PlayStation Store to buy it, and then it, it just said download
1: as, like, oh, that's right. I already own this. So I almost certainly had the older version because I bought it like months ago. Yeah. See, and that's that's doubly interesting because that was a rare Nostalgia Goggles, Nostalgia Goggles experience, like <laughs> hyper time condensed. But you actually do have a prior experience with I do. this new game. Yes, Yes, absolutely.
2: No, uh, and actually, if we're going to talk quickly about our nostalgic experience, I want you to know one of the things I did to prepare for this episode, which I'm not sure, I will let, let you, the jury, decide whether or not this
1: counts as research. Okay. Um, yeah, I, went back I actually and, had an interesting discussion uh, with a listener about this. So I'm, I'm curious where this is going to go. <laughs>
2: um, I went back and listened to our Sonic 2 podcast. So that way I could remember what we had to say about Sonic 2. So that way I could use it to frame some of what we talk about here. And unfortunately, I only got about a half an hour into it and then <laughs> ran out of time.
1: So, And then I was like, so these guys I are
2: assholes. And I was like, I was like <laughs> oh my God, do I have to listen to this guy podcast poorly? Because it was our second episode. <laughs> so I'm sitting there listening to myself and I'm like, oh man. I, I, I don't want to point out some of the verbal tics that I had back then that i've worked hard to get rid of but because it will make some of the older episodes i think unlistenable if all of a sudden i it's like those glass shatterings from you know how i met your mother where it's 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 once once it is said it can't be unsaid but uh yeah i mean i was listening to it, i was like oh man this is uh we're better at this now
1: not not to say we're good at it but, but we're better. better progress is progress yeah. uh no that totally does not count as research Um, the thing (laughs) or
2: porous of research,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, (laughs) But the uh, the the discussion that I was having is like, does like the the whole premise has essentially been like you have to be exposed to the game in the in as possible as close to the way you would have been exposed to it originally, right? Mm -hmm. And defining that rule in that way puts nostalgia goggles games in a weird place because. I followed the development of this game pretty closely before it came out because I was excited. Right. And I don't consider that research because the way I'm defining research is like, am I going back and getting information that would not have been part of my just normal cultural experience when I was 10. Right. Mm -hmm. So like what I knew about Sonic 2 is very different than what I knew going into Sonic Mania because the internet. Right. So. Right. Personally, like I don't consider that research because Twitter and Wikipedia and forums and crap is like, that is now part of the cultural experience, right? If I went out and interviewed the developers or if I, you know, went and got a job at the company so I could do, you know, corporate espionage, like, yeah, that probably would be more than regular people would do. But if I'm just talking to someone on a forum about like, oh, they got this artist or they got this musician or whatever, like that's not. That's, that's just a thing you couldn't do when you were 10 in the 90s. Yeah.
2: So I think that part of it is whether or not you had the mens rea behind research, um, which is to say, do, do, you, do you know what mens rea is? Because I'm really proud of myself for being able to use that in this context. I mean, always the answer oh, to that question is do. yes. Yeah. The
1: answer is always yes, but yes. surely there is someone listening to, for whom obviously. the answer is No.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, you know, of, co- of course, of course. Yeah, so, uh, I, I don't, don't think
1: there's any word you could ask me if I know the definition of, and the answer would ever be no. Absolutely, so why don't you go ahead and explain it to our listeners? Well, I mean, you were already talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair,
2: that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I just, I, I, and, and I'll probably do a poor job explaining it to such a subject matter expert such as yourself, but uh, mens rea is a, is a legal term, which I'm almost certainly butchering the hell out of, but it means uh, a <laughs> mental state right so the idea is that in order to commit a lot of crimes you have to have the intention to commit it otherwise it's a different crime you know so like you know if you if you're going to i mean you know like if if you if you are trying to hurt somebody that's like assault but if you accidentally hurt somebody you know that's criminal negligence you know or something like that you know it's like what was your mental state when you did the thing so i think that that applies to in this the context of this show, the crime of research um, as, as thus defined, which is that, uh, you know, like, were you trying to do research? So when, your mens rea when you, were, when you were doing this was you were just following the production of this thing because you were really excited about it. So then you cannot be faulted for having that knowledge when you approach the thing. However, if after we've decided to do a nostalgia, go- nostalgia Goggles, you went in and said, okay, I'm going to really dig deep outside of the game to try to figure it out, then you have the mens rea of doing research for Nostalgia Goggles, and that is illegal.
1: It's good. I, I'm glad that this is now canonized in an episode because <laughs> uh, I think we've had a loose understanding of what this means. But I, I'm actually pretty happy with the the definition we've now settled on. This is good. Excellent. It's good. Good, um, good. So my, I mean, we kind of just talked about it, but like, so my new nostalgia experience for this game, uh, which by 2017, which is like shockingly long ago, this game came out in August of 2017. Um, the original and then the plus content sometime later. Um, but uh this was one of those things where I was like, oh, they're making another Sonic game. Oh, they got like a bunch of like f- fan engineers and artists and musicians, oh, who are like super famous for their incredibly faithful adaptations and remixes of the old games. Oh, okay, this is this is kinda interesting. And then weirdly, the thing that like pushed me all the way out of logic into just full emotion. Like I have to have this was, <laughs> uh, the, um, before Sonic was a weird series of comics that no one should read. Cause they're terrifying. Um, they were like small little comic gets in the Archie comics. Like, I don't know why, mm. but Archie comics like owns the rights to publish the Sonic comics. Like
2: the world is weird. Archie Comics like still exist.
1: Totally does. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. weird.
1: Yeah. Um, but the uh the artist for that run of comics is like exceptionally talented. Like it's a it's a defining look, and uh they got I think his name is Alex. Uh they got that artist to uh do that opening cutscene, like the little here's the there's no story, here's the story, right? Little cutscene. And that got released as part of the announcement. Like, yes, we are really making this game. Yes. These are really the people involved. And they released that the whole opening little trailer sequence there. And I just remember watching it and being like, I'm, I'm going to pre-order this game. (laughs) I am going to open my heart to a Sonic game. And I have never been more afraid. Like I'm married. I have kids. And like the thing that scared, like that I was most afraid was going to hurt me was trusting a Sonic game to be good because that's the, the track record. I mean, there is very all over the place. You've been hurt before, uh, you know, I mean,
2: yeah. And, and you keep thinking like, but, but, but maybe this time, you know, but, uh, and, and it was never this time, yeah. but, uh, up until possibly now, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. But that. but who knows?
1: Did he get hurt again? Listen on to yeah. find out. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, I got to throw out for, uh, you know, the, the, the Twitch, uh, the Twitters, uh, the Patreons, the supporters, um, we, we got a really nice letter, uh, from someone, uh, again, through the feedback form, apparently feedback forms have not totally gone out of style, which is awesome. That's a totally valid way to get in touch with us. Um, but those come to me cause I do all the logistical stuff and, uh, I'm just the talent pretty face. It's, it's all you've ever been. It's all you'll ever be. Ever. Um, <laughs> yep. But, uh, Apparently, see this far. Some somewhere on the website, I must mention like what my day job is, and uh-huh. so they asked. They were like, "Oh, what is George's day job?" And I was really happy with the way I responded, which was, <laughs> I said, "He is an honest to god chemist, a real scientist." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just realized, like, I know a lot of teachers, I know doctors and lawyers, like I know all kinds. And everybody does, right? If you live in a a first world country, like you probably know people who run the gamut of the employment spectrum. I don't know a lot of scientists. So like, I realize when I talk about what you do, I'm like, yes, I know a scientist. So, (laughs) you know, that, that letter, you know, I always like hearing from fans, but I got this like extra little weird joy where I was like, I got to talk about my friend the scientist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and I will, we'll take this, this quick moment to step upon my science scientist soapbox. And, uh, even though it's related to Sonic in no way. Um, but uh, it's to say that one, one thing that somebody once told me, which has been very important to me, which is that um, being a scientist is not a career. It is a state of mind. So um, one of the things that I've said many times is that, you know, I actually, I, I we can share the story now to to everyone, which is uh, we were hiking one time and you asked me um, how what the ratio of scientists to non-scientists at my lab was. And I said, I think the question you're trying to ask me is what is the ratio of analytical staff to non-analytical staff, which is unfortunately a wildly different question <laughs> of the ratio of scientists to non-scientists. <laughs> so <laughs> you just because, you know, you may have a, a, a music arts degree or what do you do with the BA in English? You know, like, even though like that may be, you, you can still be a scientist, you know, you just just scientific method, man, top to bottom. You do that, then you just realize it's hard determinism all the way
1: down. You lose <laughs> faith in everything, and then you're a scientist. Boom. Hey. I guess the qualifier is that you are a professional scientist. You are paid to yes. be a scientist. Yes, yes. I, I, I am. I'm. Well, actually I'm paid to to tell other people how to science. <laughs> Can you science better, please?
2: What are we better, paying you for? <laughs> yeah, all I do is play the Daft Punk song: "Better, Stronger, Faster, Harder." It's,
1: how you science, man. With you poorly dubbed over it, just adding the word science <laughs> in at the end. <laughs> but uh so visuals? They're so so goddamn beautiful. Like this game is shockingly good looking. Um when we uh when we interviewed um David D'Angelo from Yacht Club about the Shovel Knight games, uh he and I, I think I've actually even seen this in other interviews. So this is like a core part of the way they designed it is they basically said, like, what would Nintendo have been able to make if they had made one more on-cartridge chip? And that exact same language came from, I think it's Christian Whitehead, it doesn't really matter, from the guy who's, like, credited with making Sonic Media, where he essentially said, like, what would have happened if Sega had put a 2D Sonic game on the Sega Saturn? So Mm -hmm. just carried on from sonic three and knuckles but with all of the processing power of the sega saturn right not 3d wooshy wooshy not all that other right. nonsense and the answer to that question is you can have better shading because you can have larger sprites and so the, the 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 pixels are not as obvious it's not echo the dolphin um right you can have way more frames of animation this game it's cup runneth it so over frames. with frames yeah. of animation like every look every blink every like the dramatic like whoa when you're like right on yeah. the the edge of something like and and there's five characters in this game if you have the expanded edition right and so they all have to have that full set of animations it's just it's it's ludicrous like how lovingly crafted every single enemy and all the backgrounds and all the foregrounds and all the character animations and all the the like the shield animations and everything it's just it's at the risk of, you know, taking this effusive praise too far, like it's how you remember Sonic 3 and Knuckles looking like that game looked yeah. great, but this game looks the way you think that that game looked
2: right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it and one of the notes that I have is, uh, you know, that there's so much there's so much stuff on the screen and not in, in a bad way. There's so much stuff going on, and then they kind of, and this is kind of a, a, a hybrid visuals, mechanics, notes, but they use all of that additional fidelity, all the 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 additional processing power to then, it's not just, you know, more beautiful for more beautiful's sake, right? Like, it's not just, you know, oh, this is the way you remember Sonic, which is great. Even if it was just that, that's great. But they use it to actually make more difficult or more interesting puzzles so by which i mean like like look at the bosses right so each of the bosses is handled in its own kind of like fun and unique way that would have been impossible in the sega sega genesis so uh one of like the the sandworm boss right that like jumps at the screen and then jumps over you so you've got to like hit him it would have been impossible on the sega genesis
1: man Like or it I mean, would have looked know, like crap when they tried to convey that that was what was happening
2: Right. So he's kind of jumping towards you and he jumps back over you and he kind of goes through the background and then jumps again. So they use that to create this uh, this, this, new type of boss. So it's a new way for you to interact with the world. So there, there's also the the time when you fight Robotnik and like four or five of his little robots and they fire missiles at you and the missiles come into the front of the screen and then you jump on the missile and it hits them in the back of the screen. So the, you never actually touch the boss they're in the back of the screen. So you're just hitting the missiles and knocking it back to him. That would have been impossible on the Genesis. I mean, things, things like that, or when you're fighting, um, Dr. Wiley, when he's a scuba diver, you know, and so you've got to use his Dr. Wiley ship to like draw up the water and draw him up, but don't draw up
1: the bombs, you know, like that. There's so many I mean, this is all mechanical gushing, but like those little like reversals right, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're in the the robotnik thing, and he's down where Sonic would have been in this boss fight in the old games, like right that stuff is amazing and and I think like i'm I'm gonna put a qualifier on your statement a lot like the missiles flying into the background like those visuals would not have been impossible. It's that what they would have had to have done to make that kind of effect would have appeared differently, right? So like on the Mm -hmm. Super Nintendo... There's a lot of games that have mode seven and that's that like skewed, like 45 degree angle. So they take something flat and then they go like,
0: Hur! right. And it's,
1: right. it's like, and they skew it down. Um, it's in the opening to Act Actraiser. Like when you go down mm-hmm. and it does the, everything's like all spinning and then you puke and then like you go inside the level, like that's all mode seven, right? So that's a static image that is computationally being rotated. No one actually drew those frames, but right. The thing is, when you look at it, the second you see it, you're like, this is mode seven. Like, you know, because it has like a mode seven look, just like the, the star Wars prequels. You're like, this is all green screen because it doesn't matter how high quality the animations are. It has the green screen look. And that to me is actually the big difference is it's not that they couldn't have made it look like the missiles were flying into the background or that the, the, I'm going to call them the, the sandworm, the sandworm is, is, you know, flying out at you, uh, it's that it, it would have, they would have had to do something to make that effect happen. And you would have said, oh, they're doing this graphical trick to create this sense of depth. And right. it would have divorced it a little bit where it's like, oh, now this thing looks and feels a little different because they're having to use the Flurgan method to create this visual effect because otherwise the Genesis wouldn't be able to do it. So one of the things you get is not the ability to do those things at all, but it's to do them in. A way that looks visually consistent, and that consistency super duper matters.
2: It does, especially when again you're you're using it to kind of give the user new puzzles and new new ways to kind of beat bosses. Also, too, the um, just like you said, like just the amount of stuff, man. You know, so uh, in the uh, casino level, no, sorry, not st- the casino level. St-
1: studio Nights, Studio, stu- yeah, Studio, Studio Studioopolis. Studio-opolis. Right.
2: Yes, that one, Um, you know, like you jump into a popcorn maker like you only do it like two or three times. But it's kind of a cool little thing in uh, the desert level. You jump into a gun and get fired around like that's kind of cool, you know. So, I mean, but again, they had to make they had to make and animate this giant gun, you know. So, again, just the amount of things that are in here. It would have been way, way too much for the Genesis, but it's, it's again, it's what you remember. Because, and I think that part of the thing that this game, Sonic Mania, was struggling against aside from carrying the dead carcasses of ten different (laughs) games along, is that it's not going, it's not going up against your nostalgia for. Sonic and, Ta- Sonic and Tails or Sonic and Knuckles. It's going up against your nostalgia for Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Sonic 3. So when you're thinking of Sonic, you're thinking of all three of those games kind of com- convoluted in your mind. So when they were like, okay, well, we've got to make a nostalgia experience for that. There's got to be a lot of stuff in there because really we got to make three games worth of stuff and put it into one game. Otherwise, you're going to be like, but that's it. There's only like five stages. It's like there was only five stages in all the other games. You just think there was fifteen because you're remembering three different games.
1: Well, and the uh the the more that that happens, the more where you're saying, oh, I have nostalgia for Sonic One, and then I have nostalgia for Sonic Two and Sonic Three, and then Sonic and Knuckles, and then Sonic and Knuckles locked onto Sonic Three, Sonic Two, and Sonic One because you could actually lock it onto the other games, and it was weird, right? um and then maybe also like if you were super cool or you had a friend like i had a friend who had a Sega CD and you got to play Sonic CD and Sonic CD had like some really cool weird other stuff in it that never really made it into any of the other Sonic games right some of that also made it in Sonic Media but the more you spread that out and you're saying i don't just have nostalgia for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 i'm glad they're remaking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 now it becomes a concept right now I have nostalgia for Sonic games, like like capital S Sonic, right? And that is is like, a, that's super powered nostalgia goggles, because now you're not even remembering the way that particular boss looked or the way that particular piece of music sounded. It's this kind of vague haze of like, like when you drink a little too much at a party and you're like, yeah, I had a good time, I think, right? Right. Like, yeah we all agree we had a good time. I can't really remember any of the details, but I'm pretty sure they were positive right and And like that's how i like i I just every time we've played a game that's in this kind of category, I'm just like, What kind of crazy person takes on that task? Who says right. I am so confident in my art or my music or my level design that I can take on your childhood notion of this entire genre.
2: Yeah, no, (laughs) a a, a madman. They were so busy thinking about whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Uh, So um, all effusive praise notwithstanding, I do have one uh, complaint I would like to lodge with the uh, complaint department on on the visuals. Um, The hitbox for crushing is utter garbage,
1: top to bottom. I wondered if this was going to make it to mechanics or not, and. I think you're right to keep it in visuals to bottom. top to bottom <laughs> all the way down. No, I just,
2: I literally rage quit at one point where, and, and in in a very classic way. So I guess this really did bring me back to a nostalgic place, you know, because I was literally playing the game and it was on the, the, the like second level or something like that, where, um, they, it was like one of the. I think it's like the chemical zone. It's in yeah, chemical
1: zone. plant zone. It's the yellow blocks with the neon centers that go up in weird uh, box, uh, yep. clockwise and counterclockwise, and you have to try and jump up them. Sometimes when you stand on them, the the like chemical stuff comes up, which means now you're underwater. So you're also fighting against the clock. Yes, more crush death happens there than probably anywhere else in any Sonic game ever correct um so
2: the thing was i was was sitting there playing that and i was just i and and literally at one point i I, bong like i got that bong sound effect that you get when you get crushed well when you just die but you know when you get crushed to death right and i literally just like threw my hands in the air and i because megan was beside me i said i like pointed her i'm like look you see those two boxes that's what killed me and she's like that's that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no, it doesn't, because they are a full box width away. It should not have killed me. And then I got to the exact same area, and it did it again. And I literally just tossed the controller just on the couch in front of me. I said, I'm done. I'm out, and it just turned the whole thing off. And I was like, I'm gonna. I, I am now irritated to the point where I have to go cool down because I just it it just doesn't make any sense. Like it really deeply does not feel like you should have been crushed. You know, like I was just, and there was a couple of other places where literally I was just, you know, walking as far as I was concerned from point A to point B and then I just happened to be on or near something that was moving that happened to just graze the very, very top blue hair on my head and then just, bam, dead. And I was like, what? What happened? It just, it does not in any way feel fair or like you should have died.
1: So I'm, I'm going to allow this to stay in visuals, despite the fact that this is super mechanical, because there are a lot of places where th- the visuals cause this mechanical thing to happen. And that, that's why I think it's fair to talk about it here. Um, well, I mean, cause normally we talk about hitbox in visuals and, yeah. and to me well, like and the,
2: the hitbox of
1: death and, and the thing that is, an odd design choice for Sonic mania specifically is that this was also a problem in the earlier 2d Sonic games. And man, yep. is it true to form like because yeah. chemical plant Zone kept it. is right out of Sonic two. So mm-hmm. th- this, like I spent my childhood being angry that I was dying at that exact mechanic that is now killing me th- with the same visual and the same everything. Right. Um, but I, I think what is odd about crush death in Sonic is in say like Super Mario World, if something falls on you and you are big Mario, you become small Mario. And when you're small Mario for that first, I don't know, second or two, you have your invincibility frames where you can recover and get away from the thing that hurts you. And there are things that instantly kill you in Mario, but there aren't tons, right? And what? there there aren't things just moving about the level that instantly murder you no matter what. But Crush Death in Sonic is one of those things that doesn't matter how many rings you have. Doesn't matter what shield you have equipped. Doesn't matter which character you're playing as. If the game decides that the sprite is inside of an area that is a single pixel smaller than the sprite is tall, you die instantly. And there's yep. no there's no way to recover from it. And because you're moving at supersonic speeds, you often <laughs> find yourself rocketing into a situation and then the thing moves like the little yellow blocks, you know, slides on its path or whatever. And right before you can react, because maybe the water came up and so now all your movement is slower. Right before you can react, they cross on their paths. You're a single pixel taller. You get crushed to death. You die instantly. And so, yep. there's a lot of weird mechanical stuff that's going on. But I, I think that the problem with the the hitbox is there's no like Sonic getting crushed. There's no invincibility frames. There's no you lose your rings. It's just instant unforgiving death for I mean, I think literally like a pixel boundary being crossed. It's it's not it's not fun. It's like and they'll like I said, the old Sonic games had this exact same problem. They copied it wholesale, which is true to form, but I don't know. Yeah, I
2: I don't know why they didn't. Again, you know, like like you said, this was an incredibly unfun, frustrating thing in the original. I don't know why they carried it forward because even in uh, Super Mario World, you know, with the, cause the, the the level I'm thinking of is the one. It's one of the first underground levels where it, there's the giant yellow blocks that are kind of moving up and down. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I remember when we played that. You know, it it would firmly go into Mario's hat. You know, before it would say okay, now you've been tagged, you know? And that's the way it should be, is, is it should very much so err on the side of of the player. And I mean, and especially with, like, Sonic it, and with the additional space and all of the hard work that they did here, it's like, how difficult would it have been to just create, like, a kneeling effect? You know, like, like it, it gets slower and slower, and then Sonic just kneels, you know? So you can, like, it would be a very clear visual indicator of, like, hey, he looks like this. You've got another, like, second of this thing coming down on you before you will be crushed to death, you know? Even if they didn't want to just give you the benefit of, like, three or four pixels into his hedge hair. You know, like, what? <laughs> there's, there's a million different ways to handle this, but instead, they just went with, you know, immediate permadeath. And in that one particular instance, it's frustrating because they rocket you into that area. Like, you can very quickly go into that area. And literally, the first time it happened, I just went straight in there and immediately died because I happened to just, Hit that area right when two of the blocks were coming together, and then they just killed me. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." Luckily, there was a checkpoint right beforehand, so that was a plus. But the issue now was that I only had one life left, which in, which which
1: gets into cycle time, which I'll get into yeah, later. That but, has to stay in mechanics. Um, yeah, that that will. <laughs> but so let let's actually, because I do have a way to bring this back to visuals. Let's talk about how I think they actually did try to solve instant crushing kills you, and it's not very fun. I think they mostly tried to solve it through level design because Mm -hmm. sonic mania is made up of i guess three level types there's original levels which are pulled mostly wholesale from the games they came out of remixed levels which is usually act two right so Mm -hmm. like act one of chemical plant zone is pretty nearly shot for shot from sonic 2 and then act two is like a whole it's all brand new but it's uh the same kind of theming um with some new sprites some new mechanics a, a lot of actually new visuals but it it's obviously the same area right you're still in the same <laughs> zone uh and then there are completely new levels that they designed and built from the ground up so the places where that was completely unfair and unfun crush death happened was all in stuff that was pulled wholesale from Sonic 2 the few other times that it happened it happened like in weird circumstances. And I was like, Oh, that's an odd way to enter that room. Or, Oh, that was an odd choice for the alignment of this, you know, spring. And then that thing that instantly crushed me, but now I just won't go over there again, or I won't enter into that space in the same way. And it was, it was fine. Right. Because through level design, I was able to deal with that differently. So I I think, Oh, and another thing that they actually pulled from Sonic CD and sort of Sonic three, um is that the levels are way bigger and way more sprawling right because you have all these different characters like Tails can fly and Knuckles can smash through walls and glide so there are entire avenues that are not accessible to Sonic the Hedgehog and there are entire huh. avenues that are not accessible to you know anyone but Knuckles and that kind of thing so like there are areas that you whether or not they're well designed if you the player are like I don't like this there are characters that can just not even go over there. Right. So like not deal with it. Yeah. So I, I don't think the, I don't think the crush death thing is good. I think they should have done something to alleviate that because it's not fun. And every time you die that way, you're it's like controller shattering. But I think the tool that they, I don't think they were unaware of it. I think the tool they chose to use is level design. And they were like, You'll have all these different ways to get through the level, and so if you want to avoid this section, you probably can.
2: And 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 I can I can respect that. The, to me, though, that's like saying I can't, I keep stubbing my toe on the side of this table. Um, Let's not move the table. Let's build an entirely new house so I don't have to interact with this table very regularly. It's like or just change the table so you don't step your toe. And it's like no. No, I'll just make it. I'll just build a whole new wing of my house so I don't have to go near that table. And it's like, but, but so, so again, you know, it is, it is a solution. Um, and, and, and I don't want to, it to sound like this, you know, like as we're, we're spending a lot of time on this, but like, <laughs> I don't want to want to feel like, like this was completely, I mean, it was a very small portion of the experience, but man, as far as like it, <laughs> if we're looking at like the median values of my experience, this is just, You know, like it it it, the median is still really, really positive. But if we're looking at the mean value of my experiences, (laughs) those two values aren't even close because the amount of frustration that I felt in this very small subsection of moments was so extreme that it'd be like, This is like a a median score of like ninety nine and a mean score of like forty. And it's like, How do you get those two things off? There must be an outlier. What do you know there is? So uh Well and the hit
1: the hitbox is noticeably more generous like when you're fighting bosses, right? Like there's a lot of times where I was like, "Oh, I didn't quite jump high enough or I didn't quite whatever 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 and yet the boss still took damage or, you know, the rings bounce in a way that's very easy for you to recover at least one ring when you're fighting a boss. So, you don't even if you feel like, "Oh, I dodged that. I should not have gotten hit, but I recovered rings, so I'm fine," right? So, you know, whatever. The hitbox yeah. is obviously something they tuned and thought about when you're interacting with enemies and when you're interacting with um there's a lot of you know like poles you could swing on and springs you could bounce on right there's a lot of things in the world that like change how you're moving and that hitbox seems to be tuned in a way that is fun <laughs> and the crushing mm-hmm. hitbox is tuned exactly the way it's been in every 2d sonic game which is not fun
2: <laughs> yeah and and you know uh, well actually it's more of a mechanics thing but the the you know like you said is that the hitbox from a visual standpoint it doesn't need to be as well tuned because the the penalty for being hit is really low like really low you know i mean like lower than a super mario game and it's pretty low in a super mario game you know so um so it doesn't you know the hitbox doesn't need to be as honed so it was it's it's odd that it, that hitbox seems fine it's it's the one that you know it's like man we're we're gonna play russian roulette and it's like all right well you know when we're playing with rubber bullets we're playing with one bullet when we're playing with normal bullets we're playing with five bullets it's like that <laughs> feels you meant the opposite thing right nope nope five bullets for the real one one in six chances survival spin the wheel raggedy man um the one thing other thing that and this is just a minor kind of throwaway note but uh that we've seen so many times in 2D games. And because there can be so many more pixels, it means that they got to pick the exact right size for Sonic. And <laughs> I liked that. Um, because, you know, it's not like Star, which I'm going to bring up more than just now, um, <laughs> where he's just, like, huge and you can't see what's about to hit you or anything like that. I mean, like, you get plenty of view of the screen there was never a time where something just even moving a bajillion t miles an hour which again was in part due to level design there was never a time when something just like popped out at me where i was like well there was no way for me to see that um well um, and a
1: lot of that to be fair is is not just the closeness or farness of the camera it's 16 by 9 aspect ratio you you have peripheral vision which in a in a game where you gotta go fast that little bit of peripheral vision super duper matters. And I mean, I have a note in here, like you never get separated from the camera, right? So, Mm -hmm. so when you combine peripheral vision, Sonic or whoever is always in the dead center of the action and uh, being able to see things kind of like at the right size, like then you end up with not feeling like you're constantly running into enemies and all those other cheap shots that can make it less fun Yep.
2: Absolutely. Um, that's kind of, kind of all I, I had for visuals. You got anything else?
1: Uh, the two other things that I just wanted to kind of give my quick comments on are, um, I was just tickled pink by the sheer variety of the bosses because, uh, like some, some Sonic games had many bosses and some didn't, but every act has a boss, right? So act one has like the th- on theme boss, and then Act Two has the robotnik on theme boss, right? So there's a lot more boss encounters, which I enjoy, but there's massive, massive, unbelievably massive variety in what they look like, how they perform, like how you interact with them. Sometimes like you don't defeat the boss by fighting, like hitting them, you hit them into something, and then that's mm-hmm. the thing that hurts them. Like, so there's and and the reason I, I lumped this under visuals is because like they also get the same beautiful, handcrafted, lovingly bespoke animations as all of the heroes because they are your co-star in those scenes, right? In the scenes where you're dealing with a boss, they are as much visually important as you are, probably even way more so because all of your attention is on the boss, right? Mm -hmm. Sonic or Tails or Knuckles or whoever, or Mighty or Ray, they're like off doing their own thing and you need to know where they are vaguely, but really you're watching the boss for like, are they about to attack? Are they about to do a ranged attack? Are they about to do their area of effect thing? That's almost impossible to dodge. Are they going to do whatever, right? So like they kind of need to be beautiful and well animated because you're like hyper-focused on them.
2: Right. Um, Absolutely. And I did, I did enjoy the two different types of bosses. Um, Also you, you, you get to play Dr. Robotnik's mean
1: bean machine, man. You know, that was such a... I never played that game as a kid. Um, I have played it as an adult. But that was such a thing that when this game was (laughs) released, I actually saw multiple reviews where the reviewers didn't mention... They mentioned there is this unbelievable boss fight. I'm not going to spoil for you. Because apparently, for fans of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, like this was... Christmas this was it man. Yeah, yeah this was like a big deal so like <laughs> I was I like after I played the game I was like oh this is this is the boss fight they're talking about yeah it's it's this one
2: yeah no it, it, it yeah when when you kind of like dump into there I'm like is it no it is
1: though yeah that was I was good fun fact on launch day there was a massive uh visual glitch with that boss fight where you're supposed to get dumped into the little control center. And instead you would instantly die. And it was basically pseudo random. So it was like, sometimes you got dumped into the control center and sometimes you died and there was nothing you could do about it because it was supposed to be a scripted sequence. And that was, so it 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 felt like most crushed that's then. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was exactly like that. Right? <laughs> so like, uh, I think for probably a week, maybe less, um, it was just like, can you make it past this boss fight? <laughs> uh, and then, the, you <laughs> no, know, they, they patched the it out audio. and now it's fine. But yeah, on the, the first couple of days after launch, that was not awesome.
2: <laughs> no, I, I imagine not. Um, did you have another thing for visuals or do you want to do audio?
1: Oh, I just wanted to throw out that you said like you never felt like the levels were too busy. I occasionally felt like they were. There were a couple of hmm. times where I intentionally stopped to look around the world. And I was just like, I'm not a hundred percent sure on what I can and can't interact with right now. And granted, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to stand there and casually study things. So like the visuals aren't set up for a luxurious perusal of every single pixel. Um, but if you do a luxurious perusal of every single pixel, sometimes you're just like, there's a lot going on here and it's not it doesn't really hinder the experience i just realized like oh if i just came rocketing through this room i would probably be fine and i would know sort of instinctively when to jump and what to jump on but standing still looking at all the stuff in front of me i'm not i think i know right it's kind of a weird (laughs) like the the whole game all of the visuals all the level design is all done with reactionary style gameplay in mind and then eventually like memorization style gameplay in mind uh it's not it's not chess you're not supposed to think about it and and the cracks show when you spend too much time thinking (laughs) about it so that's just like a weird that's probably also true of the older sonic games but because there's so much more visual fidelity in this where there's multiple parallax scrolling background layers and everything is super richly animated there's just more like the the problem is even more pronounced,
2: and I think that that part of the reason, and this this would be kind of a mechanical note as well, but uh, is that part of the reason why I may not have that is because again, the penalty for making that call incorrectly is super low because if you're like I don't know what I can and I can't interact with, it's like well, chances are you're not going to fall to your death because there aren't too many stages where you where that happens, you know, and so the the thing is then it's like oh well, is this a bad guy? Well if you're jumping, it doesn't matter because you'll just kill them, you know? And uh, and even if you are caught in the situation where you walk right into something that you think is in the background, is in fact in the foreground, then you lose some rings, which you can then immediately recover and go back to the state of, I have one hit point. Like, you drop to, you drop from two hit points to one hit point to immediately back up to two hit points. So, since the penalty is so low, unlike in Home Alone 2, where, you know, you could get <laughs> choked to death by a big, giant Batman, you know, like shaking you like, uh, you, and, and you think I'm being hyperbolic, but I'm not go listen to that episode. Um, you know, like that's a pretty steep penalty for what you can and can't interact with. This was pretty light. So that's probably why I didn't ping too hard my radar.
1: Yeah. And it, it, this was mostly, I intentionally slowed down to look at the world, right? Every frame of painting. And I was like, oh, the, this is not how this is supposed to be consumed. Like, yeah, you can you can blend this steak up into a smoothie and drink it but don't right so yeah that's it's this is more of an observation i suppose than a complaint but now now we can move on to audio the the music uh unsurprisingly is exactly as good as the visuals right this is mm-hmm. these are super fans who are super talented who took already really good music remixed a lot of it into be better not better um modernized you know versions of already really good music uh that's playing on better hardware that's capable of like a bigger instrument range and like a bigger dynamic range uh and then also wrote original music for the original stages and some of the original cutscenes and things that is every bit as good and of the mm-hmm. same it's it's of a kind From whatever your favorite song is from Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles, right? It's, it's, they, and I I don't think they went to the exact same person or team for each of these different elements. I think like, oh, these are the hypersonic fans that are music people. So let's bring them over here. And these people are the amazing level designers. Let's bring them over here, right? This isn't like one super genius. This is a handful of super geniuses who are all like, please let us make a Sonic game that isn't terrible. And the music in Sonic has generally been pretty good. They went Mm -hmm. through their weird pop rock phase in the 90s like every other game did where they were like, oh no, we got to have guitars and lyrics. And then (laughs) this doesn't do any of that. And so it's great.
2: And actually, uh, to your point where, you know, you said that the original music for the original stages is, is of a kind, I, I would absolutely agree with that because a good kind of litmus test is that when you would get dumped into a new stage that was entirely new, it wasn't, you know, Chemical Plant Zone where, you know, it's obviously Chemical Plant Zone or Green Hill Zone where it's obviously Green Hill Zone or that one rise Star stage. Oh, wait, no, that was right. Um But. <laughs>
1: No wait, that was uh, my no, waking
2: nightmare. <laughs> wait, that was that was my Pepsi.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: just oh, take that Pepsi and people who are like actually Pepsi's not that bad. But that's not the point. So when you get dumped into the original stages, is to me the mind that, mindset that I got hit with was I was like, oh, this is a new stage, and then I was just in the new stage. I feel that if there was uncanny music, the new stage would continue to feel like. A new thing, you know. Whereas it's like, oh, the new visuals, new backgrounds can do everything, but the level design is is still very, very similar. So it still feels like a Sonic level. The music, it, the animation, the 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 colors, even though it's 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 got its own visual uh, theme, the style is the same. So it feels like a Sonic level. The music feels like Sonic music. So they managed to again not just copy-paste wholesale from the game and said, oh, let's just throw in some new stuff, make make some money, everything. It it really was lovingly crafted. They said it has to sound like a sonic stage sounds, and it does, and it shows.
1: And I think that we didn't talk about this in the visuals, so I'll talk about it here with sound effects. I feel like the sound effects for uh, some of the new abilities or some of the new Um, special stages or some of like, uh, mighty and Ray, you know, the bonus characters, they have their own little abilities and sometimes you encounter these things that there really wasn't a sound effect for. So a great example is, uh, and so it sounds like you didn't play plus. So you didn't, did you play as Ray at all? The squirrel? Okay. He looks dumb. Um, like really dumb. Like I don't like the way Ray looks, uh, but He flies like Cape Mario in Super Mario World flies. So you got to do the kind of hang glider, like sine wave Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But the longer you do it, the faster he goes. So he actually accelerates the better you do the sine wave. And it makes, there's like an audio cue to help you time it. Right. So it's like, right. And that really helps because the visual is good, but that getting, I don't, I don't know. It's harder to get into the rhythm when you can only see a thing like rhythm is something you like hear and feel, or at least it always has been for me. So getting that little whooshy whoosh sound that I can't think of anywhere that that shows up in any Sonic game ever, because like tails can fly, but he makes a helicopter sound, right? Mm-hmm. Knuckles can glide, but I don't think that makes a sound at all. So having this completely original audio cue But having it still sound like it belongs to this world is really important, right? It's every bit as important as the visuals being on brand is like, no, when this new character that I've never played of or heard of, frankly, before is going to be in the world, they need to sound like they're stepping on the same grass and picking up the same rings and, you know, exploding the same robots. And then when they use their special ability, it shouldn't totally take me out of the experience because i'm like oh what the hell is that like that's that's not how sonic characters sound right so like that's such a little thing and it it that's the one that really jumped out at me because i was like oh this isn't this isn't my opinion this audio cue needed to be good because i need this audio cue to fly successfully or glide i guess
2: yeah um so while while you were talking about all that i went ahead and looked up sonic mania ray <laughs> Uh, So that way I could, you know, speak semi-educatedly about it. And he does look dumb, dumb. But but that being said is uh, your idea of him being flying similar to Mario is not lost on the community. Although they seem to think that he flies a little bit similarly to um, Mario with the raccoon tail because there is a piece of artwork where it says Super Mario Brothers 3 and it's just got him instead of Mario flying. But I, th- I think from what you're describing, it sounds more like the the uh, the cape. All of that being said is, you know, like it gives you on Google, like the little things to filter by. And one of them says deviant art. <laughs> <laughs> and I clicked on it, dude. Why? I don't know. Like, it's like one of those things where like, you're like, oh, man, I bet you what's in this can smells bad. And then you <laughs> open it anyways. You know, I don't know. Like I was sitting there like as you were talking and just my my hand was just moving towards Stevie and Artin, And and my brain was like, why? What's to be gained? And I clicked Do on it. it and Stare it just, into the abyss. And it just
1: closed the window. So, so uh, I, I remember it's totally very loosely related, almost totally unrelated. When I was a kid and uh, I would make something to eat or I would go like to get a glass of milk. If there was something wrong with it, I don't know why, but I would always choose my father and I would say, dad, does this milk smell weird? And he would go throw it in the garbage. And I would say like, (laughs) no, but I want to make sure it smells weird. And I just, I have this crystal clear memory of exactly the way he would sound when he would say, David, I trust you. (laughs) Like It's just like, I don't, you're, you're old enough that you can identify when something smells weird or tastes weird. You can identify when, you shouldn't click on the DeviantArt link. You can identify yep. if Ray's flying sound effect is more like uh, in-universe or not, right? Like, he just, he was like, no, because best case scenario, I'm going to save a dollar's worth of milk if I assess that it doesn't smell
2: spoiled. Actually, I wouldn't even say best case scenario right like is that yes that is the true outcome but in order to get there they'd have to get a third person involved right because you think it smells oh yeah they got a tie break (laughs) yeah right so like worst case scenario a third person has to smell this smell and then you might save a dollar on milk you know so uh yeah but anyways don't 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 do it uh that's not the (laughs) point so sound effects uh as you as usual, my notes are a little bit light for sound effects. I, I basically, you know, from my seat, is that you know they kept all of the OG sound sound effects because they were great and they worked. You know, like the the shield still sounds like a shield, fire shield still fo- sounds like a fire shield, electric shield still sounds all like electricy. Um, they may have scaled it up a little bit. I don't have well tuned enough ears to tell whether or not they just ripped the sound effect ho- wholesale or not. But uh, it 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 was not a problem in the original it wasn't it wasn't in any way broken or in my opinion really
1: needed any true scaling up to any degree so they kept it it works yeah i th- i think the music has a lot more going on like if you listen to you know the original green hill zone next to like the remixed one you'd be like oh wow there's way more instruments then the Genesis could simultaneously play, or there's a way bigger dynamic range, or there's a bigger variety of instruments that are happening simultaneously, or, or, you know, whatever the limitations were. I feel like in the music, they absolutely were like, no, we're not going to play by those rules. We're going to use the same kind of instrument palette, but without the restrictions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the sound effects, I mean, some of these sound effects, like going into the big ring, you know the the lightning shield. I don't know why that one was like important to me as a kid. Probably because it sucked rings in towards you. Um, oh, so good, so good. Um, and like the little sound it makes when you double jump and everything. Because um, double jump, double jump's awesome. There, but yeah. there's w- what
2: about the sound? Sound it makes when you know you're you're about to drown.
1: <sighs> that they changed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, know.
1: So it causes me panic attacks I, as it, it should. But <laughs> yeah. But my point is, I think. A lot of, if not, certainly not all, because some of the sound effects are are brand new to this game, but like, I think wherever they were able to pull a sound effect from the original games, I would, I would absolutely believe it if they said, yeah, we just took it wholesale. We changed nothing. We didn't play it back on new hardware and give it a bigger dynamic range or anything. I, I would honestly believe they said we took a ROM of Sonic three and knuckles we took all of the shield sounds and we dragged them out into our project on the computer and then we used them. Because if that's not literally what they did, they did something to make the kid in me believe that I'm hearing the exact same sounds. And that's, that is not nothing, right? For me to, instead of saying like, oh, it's HD audio, it's the way. The sound was always meant to sound for me to literally say like, no, it sounds exactly the same, which is exactly how it should sound is a feat, right? Like that's, that's a weird kind of, it's not, it's not better. It's not worse. It's, it's exactly how I remember it. And I would almost like fight somebody who was like, nah, dude, it's, it's totally different sound I'd be like, no, it's not, no, it's not.
2: <laughs> you're just the guy sitting down with the coffee mug you know with the sign that says like they're, they're the same sounds fight me <laughs>
1: you know or change my mind, my mind. <laughs> that is how the lightning shield always sounded it changed my mind <laughs> um you ready for uh gameplay oh yeah there's lots of mechanics to mechanics
2: yeah there, there, there absolutely is but the one thing that i just want to say is there's so much game to this game there is so much game to this game. Um, there's, different, there's different modes. There's so much to explore. Um, so I, I would love to say, like, and I explored every inch of it. I didn't. Um, but that being said, is that this is kind of a thing that, again, when making a one-to-one, because I know we played a bunch of nostalgia games. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first nostalgia that we played that is a direct tieback to a franchise? You know what I'm
1: saying? Mm, may- yeah, maybe.
2: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, because I mean, like we played, you know, Celeste, and that is a nostalgic game, but it's not calling back to Celeste, the NES version, right? You can pull up our library. and Yeah, you so you, you just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but that being said, is that, that that's a different beast, right? Is because then not only are you trying to compare it to the way that games were supposed to, the, the way you remember the game looking, right, but, um, but also, you know, that you do have an actual nostalgic experience for it. So that being said, is that I think that it was the right call to make all these different game modes and all these different kind of ways to interact with the game, because when we were kids, you could spend hours, days. Just playing Sonic, right? Because you had nothing else to do, you know. And you you were okay playing that same level fifteen different times. Now I kill myself like that. That sounds. <laughs> I, I just I don't have time for that, right? But there's so much content here that you can get the same length of gameplay out of the game. So I think that it's interesting where it's it's almost like the um. And this is definitely I'm sure I'm going to get added by some physicist here. And we just talked about me being a scientist. but I'm not a physicist. Um, which is that. To me, it's kind of like the, well, um, if you fire light on a moving object, light has to go faster. It's like, no, no, no. Light can't go any faster, man. So, well, then time's got to change. Wait, is that right? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of like that where it's like, you know, um, we, we're going to make a Sonic game. It's like, well, I mean, adults are only going to get like three hours worth of gameplay out of an old school Sonic game. It's like, nope, got to get 20 hours worth of gameplay out of it. Then the content has to change, you know. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, no, we have to hold this variable constant, which is not the one that you would think would be held constant. Which I think is kind of fascinating.
1: Well, and I mean, I I talked about first off. I think you are correct. I just did a quick look over the the episode list, and as of this recording, um, I don't see any other direct continuations uh, from any of the new nostalgia games we've played, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. That, get, that that's another feather in this game's cap. Um, not until we play Doom Eternal. Yes, until then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, when I I talked about, like, the sprawling uh, level design, so literally as recently as this afternoon, like, as of the day Mm -hmm. we're recording, I was messaging you, like, I am still finding things out about this game (laughs) because I can't, you know, sink 100 hours into it before every review. And also, like, that would start to skew. Like, there's an amount of exposure in a condensed amount of time that starts to like bias you in weird directions. Right. So that, that's mm-hmm. its own kind of problem. It's like, like, Oh, I played this game for 24 hours, but over a 25 hour period, it's like, yeah, you're going to feel differently than if you played it 10 hours over a 168 hour period. Right. So, um, right. 168 hours, right. One week. Um, it, I think it is. Uh, but the, the thing about the level design is, Uh, They're super big and sprawling. And one of the things that I discovered literally today is you can turn off the time limit. So they included the ability mechanically to say, hey, do you want to go out there as tails and fly up every vertical shaft and see where it goes? Do you want to go out there as knuckles and try to break your way through every wall looking for dungeon chicken? Do you want to go out there as... Ray and see if you can fly a perfectly straight course from one end of the level to the other. If you're at the right altitude, like it's going to take you a thousand attempts, but like, go ahead. We've turned off the time limit, right? There's still enemies. You could still die. But the fact that they give you this gigantic world to play in and then say, you don't have to play the whole game a thousand times and try to find all the paths within, I think it's 10 minutes. Um, just turn the clock off and then take all the damn time you want. Right. And that, like, as an adult in particular, that delighted me because I was like, well, if I was a kid, I probably wouldn't do this. I would probably just replay the whole game or replay the whole level and just try to find different lines to draw from start to finish. But as an adult, part of me is like, no, I just, I just kind of want to wander. I just want to sort (laughs) of. stroll through the level at my leisure and see what I see and and that's that feels like the kind of thing that a kid would never ask for but an adult is like thank you thank you for doing this because I don't have as much time as I used to
2: well and it is an example example of and of the game doing this in the correct direction um which is you know user defined difficulty it's it's similar to um you know the assist mode in Celeste right where it's just kind of like you know First of all, the game makes it very clear how the game is supposed to be played because when you go into it, right, there's, I mean, even, even this game, like they, they don't say play no save mode. Like that's the way it's supposed to be played. And then, you know, if you need saves, then you can kind of do it this way. It's like, no, you know, here's, here's your save spot. Here's kind of the way we assume you're going to play it. You can, you can play it old school with, with no saves. Um, but then it's like that's, this is the way the game is supposed to be experienced. You want to turn off the clock? Turn off the clock. You want to do this other thing? Do that. You know, like here's here's all the options you can turn on and off to enjoy the game however you want to enjoy it. Um but if you but this is the way it, that we think you will get the most out of it, which is um, what I think we should be seeing more and more of in games, it, what it doesn't do, which a lot of games do, where it says like, "Hey, do you want to play easy Sonic, medium Sonic, or normal Sonic, or you know, like, or hard Sonic?" It's like, well, hard Sonic. What's the difference between hard Sonic and easy Sonic? Well, easy Sonic has the time limit turned off, but it also nerfs a whole bunch of other stuff that you don't really want nerfed. It's like, well, I just, I just want the clock off. Yeah, you know, so it's like, well, then it allows you to make that that level of selection, which is uh, is really good in a video game. I I appreciate
1: it. Well. I think the timer is an interesting one because you're right. I can totally imagine easy mode, including something like, oh, and on easy mode, there's no time limit. It's like, no, I I want you to remove the timer, not because the game is too hard, but because not having not being time boxed allows an entirely different kind of gameplay. It's I mean, most of the levels, even a a semi games literate player can get through the level easily in 10 minutes. Like time is virtually never the thing that kills you in a Sonic game. But if you have a gigantic sprawling level with 800 different ways to get from point A to point B that you want to go look at every single pixel of, then 10 minutes won't be enough. Right? So, I, I can imagine them doing exactly what you said and just lumping, turning off the timer with like, oh, and there's also half as many enemies. And it's like, no, I'm interested in what all the enemy placement is. Like I, yeah. part of the reason I want to see which path through the level is the most interesting is seeing which ones have the most enemy placements that kill you or where it the enemy placements actually help vault you forward at top speed. And right, but I can't do that because you also turned all of the enemy placements down to easy mode. So I'm, I'm really glad that they- they decoupled those things. Um, the other things that you see in the game options are to me the biggest giveaways that these games were made by fans who were given official permission from the company. Because <laughs> one of one of is this just makes me want to giggle, even just thinking of it. One of the game options you can turn on is just called and knuckles. And it just adds Knuckles to the party, no matter who your main character is. Instead of the second per- instead of Sonic and Tails, it's whoever and Knuckles and Knuckles, including if you're playing as Knuckles.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so you- Knuckles and Knuckles, Knuckles man. And Knuckles,
1: and I just like <laughs> that. Feels like the kind of thing that at sega like the designers would have thought up on their own and they would have joked about but they never would have shipped but because these people are like we don't work for sega like we're fans this is our stuff like once you gave your art to the community it became ours and we think knuckles and knuckles is funny and so we put it in our game like i love that that's there it's dumb as hell but like why not why not
2: I don't think that the, anybody will ever argue with the fact that this sonic art has been given to the community and the community has done things with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. uh, deep <Deviant> in <laughs> art. anyways, uh so um <clears throat> the one 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 thing we got we gotta to touch on, right because uh it's going to be on my tombstone um, is uh cycle time. So uh, I
1: realized uh if we were picking like um like weird stage names. Like mm-hmm. I would be camera and you would be cycle time. And I'm just trying to imagine like the first, you know, live episode of the podcast we do where we have to stroll out on stage and like the beginning of a YouTube video be like, instead of, you know, <laughs> like, uh, what is it? Whiz and boomstick. It's like, I'm camera. And yep. This is cycle time. And we're here to figure terrible, out who would terrible win nostalgic goggles. Uh, I like death battle. Um, but
2: anyway, so cycle time, uh, it's bad. I don't like it. Uh, It's not the worst. It's not as bad as it was in OG Sonic, where when you lost all three lives, you got rocketed back to the beginning of time. Um, Also, you had to play through the game in one sitting, um, which they offer you that ability if you like that. I mean, I assume there are people who like that, right? But there was definitely a number of times when I just wanted to be like, can I just play with infinite lives? Like the, the, The thing that killed me was, you know, like on, I was on the boss of stage two with one life left, you know, and then because the bosses are in many ways much more interesting, but also more complex, it's not always really clear right out of the gate how to beat them, you know, so you may take a couple of hits and you may die. Well, if you got there with one life, now you've got to play through all of stage one and all of stage two before you get a crack at that boss again. You know, before you get to try the thing, and and the one that was the worst, where I I did have to walk away for a little bit just to emotionally prepare for the <laughs> problem again, was uh, it was it was the water level that where I I basically I got to um oh you mean where
1: the, where it's chasing you and you're like getting blown yeah. back, yeah yes yeah. yeah. so so basically a lot you know, of crushed deaths can the thing, happen in there. <laughs> A
2: lot of crush deaths can happen in there, and spike deaths, and you when you get hit, you can't really recover your rings very easily, so you really only get one hit and then death, and um, you've got to make sure that you're hitting the things into Robotniks, so that way there are air bubbles, which otherwise you get the panic-inducing air bubble noise, which causes more mistakes, which is absolutely intentional, and I can totally get on board with, but again, all of that, so that... So there was there was a very, very high likelihood of failure on the first pass, which, again, I'm fine with. But uh, I had one life. So then it rocketed me back to the beginning of this level, which I hate, because who <laughs> likes water levels? And again, I don't fault them for putting a water level in. The, the old OG Sonic had water levels. It's not a Sonic game without a horrible, you know, spine-shatteringly, <laughs> t- like, terrifying, uh, you know, uh, noise that makes you think you're going to die a little bit. You know, it's like when you play Marco Polo and like somebody's walking towards you and is saying like Marco and you're like, Oh oh God, Oh God, I'm going to die. And then like they tag you and you don't die and then it's okay. You know, but like it's that same <laughs> kind of feeling. Like I get that. I, I, I I want that in a Sonic game, but I want when I screw it up to get a chance to retry the thing I screwed up on faster and uh, I, I again, you know, like to me is is I and maybe this isn't an option somewhere, but just let me have infinite lives. I would have been very really happy if I just had infinite lives.
1: I I looked because I was actually uh, I'm I'm right on the same page with you about lives and continues feels like an unnecessary holdover, right? Like yeah, it, they're there because Sonic one, two, three, and Knuckles and Sonic CD all had lives and continues. Now mm-hmm. I think they're. Fairly generous with lives, and they're fairly generous with continues. And you can save, right? And savings—the default expectation, right? It's not—they're not like, oh, well, you know, real men don't use saves. Like they expect you to save your game. Um, and and there's even things built into it, like you can do multiple loops of the game to like acquire all the chaos emeralds. You don't have to get them in a straight playthrough, and you get automatic level select when you're loading from your save file, right? But doing the like I, I always think of, of the way Mario games do their boss encounters because when you fight a boss in most modern, like from Mario 64 on, um, like so basically all the 3D ones, the skills required to beat the boss are skills that you attained playing that level or going through that world, right? That's not really true in Sonic games. In fact, a lot of the times I would say it's the opposite. The boss is random and interesting but has it's thematically related to the level but it's not mechanically related to the level and right the problem that that causes is when you die you go back to the checkpoint and then you attempt the boss again when you lose all your lives and you continue you have to go back to the beginning of act one and go through both acts to get to that boss again which raises the question, did I learn anything replaying those two entire acts that will help me beat the boss? And the answer is almost exclusively. No, the answer is almost universally. No, I did not perfect any skills by going through those acts again. That will help me beat the boss. What I needed was to attempt the boss again. And that's why in Sonic, all all of the 2d Sonic games that I could think of the cycle time sometimes feels like they're, punishing you and they're like okay go you go all the way back to start and you start over and come back when you're ready whereas in a Mario game they are actually sending you back to the start and they're like by the time you get back here this time you'll be ready right so like right that that's it it just it it feels like a relic that I'm ready to part with like if there's a good reason to include lives and continues I'm open to it but this, I can't think of any reason to include lives and continues. And the one reason that you typically would include lives and continues, which is force the player to replay the level that will give them the skills they need to be successful, doesn't hold up here.
2: Right. And I think that that you're, you're correct where it's, I don't think that there's really ever a time where you can say we need to exclusively exclude this tool from a tool belt, you know, it's because it's a tool, you know, lives can serve a purpose, you know, but that purpose doesn't make any sense here. It's just because when Sonic originally came out, all games had lives because they needed to make sure that you spent 80 hours playing a game because games cost a bajillionty dollars and the people who wanted them didn't make any money. So they were constantly, you know, like they, I I paid for my video games by washing cars. Um, so (laughs) you know, like, you gotta wash a lot of cars before you get a new game. So, I mean, I get all of that, but, like, now that doesn't hold anymore. You know, it doesn't hold economically. It doesn't hold mechanically. We just, we know better. So, um, yeah, I get the, and again, you know, you could say, like, hey, this is the way we want you to experience the Sonic game. That's cool. But, like, make it clear, you know, or just how many lives do you want to start off with? We think you should start off with three. You want to start off with ninety-nine? That's cool. Because I'm fine with it not being truly infinite. If I really screw up the boss ninety-eight <laughs> times, I'm fine with it like being kicked back to the beginning. Because maybe I do just maybe I do need some fundamentals, you know? Yeah. Yeah, at that um,
1: point, then it's like, maybe you don't actually know how this game is played. <laughs> so the- <laughs> like you know how to you know how to jump, right? Like this you got that one? This is there's there's two interesting forks that I wanna I wanna make sure we get to both of these. So Um, One is uh, the designers obviously thought about this with the inclusion of the encore mode and uh, the this is like the dark side of the bosses have so much mechanical variety because in, in almost every other case, I would say I love the mechanical variety. I love that there's Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine. I love that one of the bosses you fight in an elevator and when the elevator is going in the wrong direction, like you can't jump properly. And so it, it like Mm -hmm. screws up your ability to hit them. Um, I I love, uh, that one of the bosses, you knock the boss into spikes. You don't actually deal damage to the boss directly. Like there's just so much insane variety and that's, that's wonderful. But that often also means that nothing in the level prepared you for that boss experience. So it's like, it's it's a double edged sword. Um, Here's something that I know you did not get to experience that uh, I would be interested in your like shooting from the hip take on it. So, Sonic Mania. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Sonic Mania Plus includes uh, Encore Mode, and Encore Mode has no lives and no continues. What it has is as you move through the world, you unlock the other characters. So, eventually, you can have a full party of Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Mighty, and Ray. And any two of them can be on the field and you can freely switch between them at any, well, almost at any time, right? And so that totally changes the way you move through the level because you're like, oh, I want to, I'm going to fly through here as Tails, but oh, now I want to bash through this wall, so I'm going to switch to Knuckles. But you can only switch between the two players who are on the field And there's monitor boxes that when you break them open, it randomly picks between all of the characters you have currently in your party. But what happens is when you die, that character dies. You don't actually have lives. So now Sonic is out of the party or Ray is out of the party and you only have the remaining party members. And then there are bonus stages and monitor boxes that allow you to earn back the party members that you've either lost or not yet acquired. And then you play through the entire game with that setup. So no lives, no continues. It's can you keep at least one member of the party alive through through to the entire game, which is so there's five lives. uh, Well, but you can you have opportunities for earning characters back in your party that are denser. So, like normally, you would have to get a hundred rings to um get an extra or,
2: or hit a box with it has a sonic, yeah in it. So there's just more, there's just more of those sonic boxes
1: well, but then there's also an, an entire additional bonus stage where you could go from just one character to a totally full party in that one bonus stage
2: okay so but i mean so so basically, it's five lives, and you get more lives
1: more faster, five lives, you get lives more faster, and th- the lives. have. <laughs> The lives are it's slightly decoupled from just having more lives because like say you suck playing as Knuckles because you really suck at his glide thing. Like if he's the last person in your party, that's riskier. You should you should burn him earlier because you suck playing as knuckles, right? Or if if you can't seem to fight bosses as anybody except Sonic, because Sonic actually has the highest jump arc, then like you need to make sure Sonic is alive and available to you when you get to the boss. Right. So like they are lives, but not in a way.
2: Right. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely different to a degree kind of as you, as you mentioned, but you know, like when, you know, so firing from the hip. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it, they do couple to, um, the failure spectrum of like, you know, so basically if we say lives is a way of generating a failure spectrum, right? So, you know, three three out of three lives is none's on the failure spectrum, and one out of three <laughs> lives is one aggressive screw up away from total failure, and now we're gonna punch it back, right? So so it's the it, it is a five-person failure spectrum, but the failure spectrum is more fluid. Now, that being said, that's not all that it does, but it still does take the place. Like so, they haven't completely eliminated lives and eliminated that failure spectrum. They've they've changed it and then made that also do something else. Where, like you said, is it is it allows for tactical and strategic play on top of being a failure spectrum? Yeah, and, you know? and, but and it, I think but that's it, it does. The,
1: sort of my side. my key the you know the the abstract at the top of my dissertation here is. <laughs> the developers clearly thought our lives and continues something we need. And if we are going to change that system, how do we want to do it? Right? Because taking lives and continues away wholesale would be one option. Letting you pick how many lives and continues you have would be another way to handle it. Um, making lives so ridiculously abundant that they're functionally not present, but you could maybe, Die if you were really, really reckless would be another way to handle it, and I think it's interesting that the way they decided to play with the the i love that term failure spectrum the way they decided to play with the failure spectrum is like, what if you didn't have any lives or continues, but you had a like a your whole party of characters, and then what would it be like to play through the game with that setup where you essentially at any moment are five screw-ups away from being done and can never be more than five Right? you can't build up 10 a backlog of 10 sonics in your party you always just have the one sonic and i do think that's
2: a really really interesting twist um it's uh it said what if what if donkey kong right um what
1: what if donkey kong (laughs)
2: Yeah, but you know, I mean, like, what? What if Donkey Kong Country, right? You know, what I mean, because that's that's kind of what they did there, right? Which was, you know, like, okay, and, and I mean, we've we've likened that to, uh, you know, the differences between like being able to select between, you know, large Mario and small Mario. It, 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 but you know, in the Mario games, there's no disadvantage to being uh, large Mario, except that your hitbox is a little bit bigger. But you know, um, in this case, you know, like you said, is that. There's a reason to play as Sonic. There's a reason to play as Mighty. There's a reason to play as Tails. You know, um. So if, like you said, is if you play as Tails and then you know you completely hose yourself because there's an area where Tails would have been super awesome, but you blew him earlier in the stage by a dumb mistake. You know, then you just screwed. So I definitely think it is that is way more interesting to me, um, than you know just the standard like, hey, you've died, you died three times, we're gonna kick you back to the beginning, um. It is still, you know... And I, I think that that's kind of the... If you're going to do that where you have a, a static party, you really can't do infinite lives. The only thing that you can do is say, okay, well, when everybody in your party dies, you just get kicked back to your last checkpoint, not, you know... But but again, like it, 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 it avoids save scumming, which you can't do in this game. But, you know, saying like, okay, well, I've gotten this far... I, I, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm on the failure spectrum. I'm at a midpoint. I'm just going to reload my save. It's like, well, you know what? I could probably pull it out. I've still got mighty and knuckles. You know, like we can we can do this. I think that that's probably a pretty good idea. I, I approve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Turns out I like it.
2: <laughs> um. So I there were two two minor throwaway things that I just wanted to mention, and I'm I'm kind of I'm good. Um, which is one uh tails is still a useful tool in sonic and tails because i know this because my son was playing his tails um and every time we got to a boss i literally said okay buddy go beat him up <laughs> and i would stand, and i'd stand in a corner and teddy would wail and die on I me mean, die 15 times but he just kept wailing on the bad guy until he died and i i don't think i ever aside from like the one time it, the water stage where I had to like start at the beginning. Anytime Teddy was playing with me, I don't think I lost to a boss because I was just safe in a corner. All I had to do was just duck and weave. I was like, just take care of that problem for me, buddy. And then every time he beat him, I'm like, you did it. And he's like, I did a thing. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> just just keep it up. So, so that I remember that being a thing when, when, uh, when I was a kid and I'm just glad that I now get to share that with my son where I'm like, yep, just go, go take him out, man. Snuff that guy. Um, and then, uh. The the one thing that I just gotta I gotta gotta do a dig on is uh if you have not seen our Rystar episode, uh you should go check that out. But it was really, really nice to get the fire shield in this game <laughs> and play Rystar the way it was meant to be played, which is to not play Rystar, to play Sonic with a fire shield and uh get the exact same effect because that's the way it should be. So when,
1: when I asked you if you wanted to play this game like, was this your plan all along? Like, oh, then I'll <laughs> then I'll get to bring up the fire shield. <laughs> uh
2: it wasn't, but the minute I got the fire shield is I was like, oh yes. And I just immediately like
1: <laughs> jotting down the note, like, this is what where I start was supposed to be like. So uh so yeah, but that's that's kind of all I got. So the the only other two mechanical things I wanted to uh talk about is just um I I I've been pretty effusive about the level design. And the one other thing that I haven't said is that The level design in Sonic games has always been to me really good at being visually interesting, but not actually doing anything that you couldn't have done. They just made it novel. So an example of that is there's an entire stage or act, I guess it's only in one act. Um, There's an entire act where you can jump on these little catapults and it fires you into the background. And then like, you're tiny and you're way off in the background. And it's like, does that matter? No. Are you still going on the same loops? Yes. Does it look neat? Yes, it does. Right. And I like, I just, I love that the way people think about designing sonic levels when they're designing good levels is you can jump, you can spin dash. And that's kind of all we're going to expect you to be able to do right. Tails can fly knuckles can climb. And yes, there are things in the levels that expect you to have those abilities because they wanted to make you have to go exploring with those abilities, but generally speaking, tails can the, still pick you up and kill you. Tails can also pick you up and kill you. Um, how much did your son do that? <laughs> is
2: it, a couple of times where,
1: <laughs> where
2: like jump, but the difference is you got to jump like up to him. You yeah. know, he can't just like pick you up like he used to be able to. And also, uh, I know this is a little off topic, but tails also doesn't interact with destructibles like like bridges that fall out. You know, like he did in the other one, which is super sweet, yeah, massive improvement um, because. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's little things. But yeah, no, there was definitely one time where I jumped up and all of a sudden I heard th- this, which is the sound that it makes <laughs> when you you and Sonic clasp arms. And then I was like, which is actually the sound that it makes when you and Sonic clasp arms, right? And I was like, buddy, put me down, put me down, put me down. And he doesn't know what's happening. So he's just like pressing Tim from his mind the put him down button, which is the fly f- further and higher button. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, we died.
1: <laughs> oh well, whatever. <laughs> anyways, you were saying. No, it was a delightful tangent. Um, but I mean, the 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 punchline is all of the stuff. There's a shrink ray in one of the levels, which is super cool. But like, nothing changes. It's the same stuff. It's just smaller and cute, right? But you're still jumping <laughs> and going fast and running through loops, right? And I I I appreciate the thought and care that goes into how do we make sure things stay visually interesting without really introducing any extra mechanics right it's just run and jump gotta go fast like if you can play the level where you are in the foreground the entire time you can also play the level where you go into the background and you can play the level with the shrink ray because it's still just run run right jump right it's 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 But it's novel, like novel in a way that doesn't feel cheap, right? It doesn't feel like they just slapped a bow on it and then said, Oh, it's five extra dollars, because this one comes with a bow. Like it it feels different. It feels like, oh, this is the level where you go into the background. Oh, this is the level with the shrink ray. Oh, this is the level where everything's filled with oil. And if you have the fire shield, you can set the oil on fire. Doesn't really change anything, but it's just it's spectacular in a way that is doesn't just feel visual. And like this is why I left this out of visuals because Most of the differences are visual, but their impact is emotional, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm in the background. Does that change anything? No, right? But it feels good. Like, and, and like, I just think there's a lot of interesting little things like that, that are like on their surface, you would say these are visual changes, but they're not. They're, they're like emotional changes. They just make the world feel deeper and richer and more alive. And I just, I appreciate that kind of stuff a lot. Um the last uh game option that I wanted to mention um just because I this is to me another thing like that's a dead giveaway that it's a fan game uh is Sonic in this game has a new ability which is the drop dash I think it's called where you can charge the spin dash in the air and then the second you touch a flat surface you rock it off and it's kind of cool it's like a different way to move and Um, It lets you flow in a a way that's very cartoony. Like he could always do this in the cartoons, but never in any of the games. But in the options menu, you can say, nope, I want the shield from Sonic three or nope. I want the peel out from Sonic CD or nope. I actually want no ability. I'm just going to, I just don't want a secondary ability for Sonic because I'm an idiot. And like I, that, that feels super, um, just like super hacker hey i i i put the spin dash from or the the peel out from Sonic CD into this rom of Sonic 1 why mm, i don't know because yeah. i could right like it it's just i i like that they included stuff like that because that's the kind of thing a fan community does and having that in an officially licensed product where you can you know you can do the super peel out and knuckles like just because why not because why not why would you leave that stuff out
2: um, so, all that being said,
1: uh, does it does it learn from from past games? Uh, one, thank you for remembering that because you often flub that on nostalgia games. <laughs> and two, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I,
2: I, I know that when we go back and listen to that, that doesn't really hold up. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: and two, see, you just you were setting up this long joke all this time. Yeah, th- this whole time, like
2: this is what I've been doing. I've been playing the long game.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, th- this this to me is. I have recommended this game to people who have never played a 2d Sonic game. And I have essentially said play Sonic mania. And if you enjoy it, go back and play Sonic one and Sonic two and Sonic three and Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic three locked on to Sonic Knuckles. and Knuckles. And those are all good games in their own right. Um, you know, even with their instant crush death and even with their punishing lives and continue system and the save thing didn't come until Sonic three. Like there's, There's still good reasons to go back and play those games. If you play Sonic Mania and you don't enjoy it, you don't enjoy Sonic games. This is the purest distillation of what makes a 2D Sonic game good. It has the best visuals. It has the best music. It has the most creative and interesting level designs. It has the biggest variety of ways to play. It has the best balance of things that are hard without them being punishing and still being true to games of the nineties era that they're aping. um, You can't, you might like other Sonic games more, right? You might like Sonic three or Sonic two or whatever, more than you like Sonic mania, but you can't like 2d Sonic games and not at least enjoy Sonic mania. This is not my favorite Sonic game, but I would say it is the best Sonic game.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, like you said, I mean, you know, we we can't help but view things through our nostalgia goggles. Um, no, no matter how much of uh, experts we try to be, and so I mean, you know, our our older Sonic games going to hold a more special place in in your heart, probably. But uh, is this is is this an exemplar of what a Sonic game should be? Absolutely, especially for you know anybody. Like one of the things, um, that I've said to a number of people of like why I I I really dislike Man of Steel is um because I said that I feel that it has robbed a generation of what Superman is supposed to be, you know? So, I mean, like, I grew up with Christopher Reeves as Superman, who stood for Truth, Justice, and the American Way. And then we've got, you know, uh, the Henry, Henry Cavill one, who's a great actor, but his kind of stands for, like, snapping nets, <laughs> um, you know? So, you know, again, I, I'm just kind of like... So I feel that for a generation that was robbed of a proper Sonic game, you know, that only had the three D Sonics and the anime sonics and it's shadow and all of that wild nonsense, you know, where his Sonic with a gun, gun Sonic, <laughs> breaking necks. Um, you know, with all of that, right, to finally say, like, okay, no, this this is a Sonic game. This is what all the hubbub is about, you know. Um, you know, it's got uh it's got Sonic, it's got Tails in there. I mean, I love Tails, you know, like he's uh he's he was always like one of my, you know, one of my favorites. I mean, I used to play as Tails fairly regularly, you know. Um, so I mean like it's got it's got everything that classic Sonic has and then allows you to tail your tail overall tailor the experience the way you want it. It falls short in some places for me, absolutely. But uh if somebody said like, hey man, do you want to play this Sonic game? I'd be running at it. It's 768 miles per hour. The
0: curtain falls. The music plays The credits roll Then it all fades To black And you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side To share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. You gotta think back much less on how you save the day than on all the experience gained at the end of it all Again play what we play Calper game over
1: Is that Sonic Speed? It is. Is, is that where you were looking up before?
2: It was.